Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to my next guest uh, on the Swim for Try podcast. Uh, Hope has been swimming with us a little while and as with all things, I think I mentioned a while ago, um, I do love to sort of talk to our swimmers about what they do and quite by surprise I was pleased and, and pleasantly surprised to learn that Hope is now actually a sports psychologist. Hope, welcome. Uh, it's been great seeing you at the Hello. lake swimming. How's everything going? Yeah, it's going well. It was a bit cold yesterday, but um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, you swam last night in the rain, did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, you should have come this morning. The sun was out. It was very nice. Oh. <laughs> now, tell me, to start with, are you from a sporting background that had an interest in sort of the psychological aspect of training, racing, competing, or were you more academic and then you've fallen into sport as a sideline? How did the two marry up in the early days? Yeah, so it started sort of from, from primary school level. I've always been... Um, good well I always thought I was good at sport lots of different sports but I've never really been dedicated to one and then I sort of grew up constantly doing sport very into PE at school I was indoor rowing in my lunch times um, but nothing at a high level and then when I got to sixth form uh, we had psychology as part of our sport module um, and our science module I just fell in love with it I was so interested by sort of learning how people decide to do things and what makes people tick. And I just married the two together. And it's just, yeah, it's worked out beautifully, really. That's amazing. So I sent you a, a few questions to sort of help guide things along. Um, what I was interested in, I mean, you cannot pass, um, you know, the sports section in a bookstore without stumbling into a ton of, you know, self-help, get yeah. better. You know, the, the discipline is... Is it, has it always existed and only now it's becoming a little bit more commercial? Is it? I mean, I swam to a high level, you know, 25 years ago, and yeah. I, I don't remember anybody sitting me down and saying, oh, have you tried this? I mean, we had a nutritionist come and give us a chat one year. And I mean, yeah. you know, I, I was at a very good school in the UK, and then I went to the US uh, a college. So, I, you know, a pretty good level where you would have thought these sort of facilities would have been quite helpful is it a new field of subject of study um i mean sports psychology has definitely grown in the last sort of maybe eight years it's definitely becoming more prominent with sort of people like fifa introducing it as a rule now that you have to have a psychologist within your team um ah. but it a lot of people have been sort of calling themselves psychologists without unfortunately doing the qualifications like I'm putting myself through I'm doing a PhD at the moment um, and they're sort of saying that they're well-being coaches or they're performance coaches <laughs> but it's only sort of nowadays it's becoming more of a, an isolated field whereas you get nutritionists come in as part of the team strength and conditioning coaches um, physios and sports therapists they all have their own label us as psychologists are now coming in and saying look we're important you need us guys to help your performance. So there's lots of people out there maybe doing the same job as me, but not perhaps calling themselves sports psychologists because of it being a protected title. Right. So it, there's a lot out there and there's lots of people talking about well-being and mental health and psychology, definitely. But it's only sort of now it's becoming more of a, a field in its own and it's sort of shining a light in the disciplines of sport and performance sectors. It's becoming more important. So, yeah, you, we're, we're slowly getting there, pushing forward. You, you mentioned the um, sort of the strong team support uh, uh, that, a, that a team might have now, you know, strength and conditioning, nutrition. 
um, physio, all those other things. And that's that's really important now. You know, yeah. as a as a swimming club, twenty five years ago, we had a coach, and and yeah. that was it. And maybe a couple of the parents would help out and do a little bit yeah. of running around the track. But now it's very hard to reach a top level, isn't it, without all of these other linked areas? Yeah, I mean, you look at so many sports where everyone is physically performing at such a high level, but. The, the guys that are made for performing a little bit better is because they've got these extra disciplines they're working with and they're sort of really focusing on, well, how can I be the best version of me? You know, you if you had a car, you wouldn't just take it to a mechanic. You would maybe take it to someone to make it look nice and the interior be great and, and function for what you want it for. So there's so many people getting involved now. And, I mean, you say you swam 25 years ago and just had a coach. That coach was probably trying to do all of these jobs right. but because the education wasn't out there they maybe weren't able to facilitate you to as high level say if you were doing it now at the age you were so and yeah it's definitely interesting i, I mentioned that you know the books that that you know they have a place but what yeah. could, what could you you know with an athlete uh, I mean, I know you have your you have sort of your your client base. So, yeah. what what more do you bring to the table than me just sitting at home reading a book? What what's the difference? What's that level? What what are you, what am I getting by having a consultation with you? Uh, I like to think that I have a broader knowledge, so I can sort of instead of you reading one book about one topic, I've sort of got a knowledge of a few different topics I can sort of bring together so we can make it more applied to your specific situation. And, I mean, it's great. I, I love reading and academia is so important. But being able to talk to someone within their field, um, it definitely enhances your knowledge around it. Just So if I was to talk to you about swimming, for instance, yeah, I could watch swimmers on the TV, but you would have an extensive knowledge around maybe the, the kicking stroke and, and the other aspects that go towards it, not just swimming as a whole. So I like to think psychologists are now sort of working with lots of different disciplines. I mean, people are getting dual discipline now, sort of clinical and sport psychology, and they're sort of combining the two. Um, I mean, I've combined personal training with sport and exercise psychology, so I'm not only just able to sort of improve your mental aspects of performance but also your physical now because I'm, I'm sort of putting the two together so I like to think that having a chat with someone is a bit easier than reading a book because you can ask questions and you can make it about you and we can make it very very specific and unique to the situation that that is is, is confronting you yeah and, and can I literally get faster by training you know, taking on board psychological advice, training the mind, or do I learn how to relax, train better, be more confident on race day, learn to visualize? You know, where do I, where do the improvements come from? I mean, I think you've just, you've just named them yourself. These people are sort of doing our job for us. So, yeah, definitely. Um, by strengthening your mind and your determination and saying, I'm swimming at this level, but I want to be at this level. So knowing the gap, then using your 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 inner strength or your determination to say I can bridge that gap and make it closer together. And definitely, visualization is is an amazing tool to use because you can do it when you're not swimming. So then during recovery time, you're still technically training, um, and it gives you sort of a 
another session on top without actually physically exerting yourself, most definitely. So I definitely think that the two go hand in hand, the mind and the body. And if we can train both of them and strengthen them and have them at the same level, then we can definitely perform so much better and then swim faster. That's interesting. That's inter- So, okay. And with that, um, I was watching somebody describing Usain Bolt recently uh, and his approach to competition someone said he he was sort of so in the moment um yeah. you know he wasn't upsetting himself worrying about what if i don't run well they described him as being very much in the, what what does that mean and and you know how how can that help the, the being in the moment i mean you swam at a high level have you ever felt yourself just in the moment you've been a completely crowded swimming center but you can't see anyone have you ever felt that and how's that felt for you uh, there was a couple of times I wish I'd sort of been able to recreate that um yeah I, I think I think I know that the, you know there was just a couple of races where training had gone well for a few months um I knew the other people I was going to be racing against you know would have to have worked really hard to be able to beat yeah. me on that particular day and and it just all built a sort of a, an inner confidence is that is that it yeah yeah you get that that warmth don't you that sort of fire in your belly I think that's the best way to explain it I mean yeah I think you definitely you as a as a high level swimmer yourself must have felt it and then if you can put yourself in the same situation, you can definitely understand someone else's experiences. So that that putting yourself in the moment and that being everything will definitely improve improve your swimming. And, and as you said, you, you know how that feels. Did you swim better when you were in that race that you just recalled? Yeah, so swimming was a funny one. Um, you know, some days you'll work hard and you'll or, or you'll race hard and you'll you'll get a result and, and sometimes it'll just feel like you're floating along and, and yeah. you know, you, you always dream of recreating that, but it was so hard to 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 get that become reproducible is if that's right you know on a consistent basis but but swimming I don't know mate I didn't compete in the other discipline so I'm I'm sure running site whatever it might be there may be parallels but but obviously being in water some days you felt fast and it it wouldn't deliver a good time um some days you'd be feeling like you're in treacle and it was just uh, dreadful yeah. <laughs> you know i'm sure the water didn't change it was it was all in the head <laughs> and so how did you overcome those situations where like you said you were swimming in treacle but you were performing well or you were felt really good in the water but you were swimming slower how did you how did you move on from that well it was interesting because um i spoke to someone else recently about you know i was a good team swimmer um and, yeah. and going to the u.s the the collegiate system representing your college you know there's a lot of pressure to do well when you yeah. represent your college and so having 30 guys on the team and and you know not just in relays but actually going up against another university i really responded well to that and it, and it was sort of I, I was good with the external pressure but when it came to sort of olympic trials and i was sort of a a, a lone swimmer at the trials it was hard to sort of recreate that um and it, it was a shame that, you know, I look back and think, oh, I, I could have done a bit better on certain events. But it was it was just sort of trying to recreate that um, excitement. And uh, I've read a little bit about that since then. And, and I think that was somewhat missing to be able to generate that. And I assume now, you know, with a consultation, you could speak to someone 
understand their makeup, their how they approach things, and give them guidance. Is you know, is that something you can help with now? Yeah, I mean, no psychologist is the same. Sport and exercise psychologists, clinical psychologists, people in the performance sector, we've all got different like philosophies of practice. So I'm very much about the connection of the mind and the body, where someone might be very much about um, rational thoughts and, and, and irrational thoughts, and it really depends who you go to. So definitely, if you are looking um, at using someone, shop around for sure. Like you wouldn't buy the first car you see on the on the forefront, would you? So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we can definitely work on using different things like video replays, working with coaches. You wouldn't just work with solely us. We'd get a whole team together and work with you because, you know, we want to get you to the best level that you can be at. So it's really important that we sort of invest a lot in you as a performer. Yeah, so definitely we can we can push that forward. And um, a lot of people yeah. a lot of people might be arriving into triathlon as a yeah. solo sport from a team sport background. So drawing parallels to what I went through, you know, if somebody sort of played well on a hockey team, a football team, and then, you know, is there any advice you could give them as they moved into triathlon? A lot of triathletes will be listening to this and thinking, right, yeah, gosh, I, I have my teammates to back me up and, and you know, get 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 excited about this this championship, this event. But now I'm doing an Ironman. I'm on my own for 10, 12, 14 hours. You know, yeah. what what can you do to sort of, you know, when you haven't got that team network behind you? Um, I mean, training with a buddy. I've started swimming with my brother um, when we do our sessions in the lake, and that's definitely helped. I've definitely swam a lot further myself and a lot more front crawl. Um, just with him in the water with me, it builds my confidence. So, but training together to start with, if, if social support is something that you really value as part of your training session, definitely get a couple of guys together and, and make a big, big crowd of it. But when you're on your own, it is a completely different environment. And I can understand people going from team sports solo feeling a bit anxious, but you can create that environment in your head of. If you were running with your friends, what would you all be saying to each other? What's the level of banter? Is it quite serious? Is it relaxed? What, what environment are you putting yourself into? And just let that replay in your head. A lot of people listen to music. Similar idea where you're letting the music go in your head and you're letting the, the words and the bass just sort of dance around in your thoughts as you're performing. You can definitely transfer that, that environment of um, team sports where you're all together and having a bit of a giggle to solo performance. Yeah, physically you're on your own, but emotionally, mentally, you're never you're never on your own. Right, interesting. And you, you mentioned replay that replay. So is that moving into visualization? Yeah, so visualization imagery um, are really well used within psychology for sure. Um, but as any skill they must be practiced. So okay. the better you are at, at uh, imagining something the way I like to say it is imagine somewhere you go a lot not your front door but somewhere you go a lot so um do you go to the park often can you imagine exactly what the front gates look like is there a tree is there a crack in the pavement is there a, a bin can you just sit there for a second close your eyes and try and 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 tell me exactly what the front of the park looks like and the more you practice that the more you improve that skill of being able to recall a picture or an environment, the better you will get a visualization for sure. So, yeah. 
I, I mean, I can remember uh, as a as a triathlete, try using a little bit of visualization to help me sort of yeah. learn the route, trying to remember where my bike was in transition and sort of, you know, yeah. just practice going through the pathways. But I don't think sort of I used it nearly in depth enough. And yeah. I actually read that, you know, if you do this well enough, you can even elevate your heart rate to sort of really it get things you know it can get the adrenaline going get you sort of excited on race day and, and sort of start to get you prepared yeah absolutely i mean obviously in competition level there will be that that environment of a hype right there and, and your heart rate will start going and you'll start getting a bit maybe sweaty palms and the butterflies will will come in but to be asked before at your highest level you sort of want to bring your heart rate down a little bit so you can use sort of visualization and relaxation techniques to sort of reduce that but say you're out for a week with injury but you don't want to stop training you can use visualization to work that if you're working on maybe your corkscrew turning swimming or your transition between two disciplines and um, you can you can imagine that you're there and doing it and then you're still technically training without physically training so you're not physically exerting yourself but you're still practicing those skills so the training never stops with visualization definitely that's brilliant because obviously a lot of people get really stressed about not being able to currently train because of an injury but there's lots of things you can do in the meantime that you know will will actually contribute um you know i i guess they won't actually get you know obviously they won't help you get fitter but you can sort of help reduce the the untraining effect by at least mentally staying on top of things i really i really like that because not only do you stress that you're getting unfit uh and then sort of you get worried and it starts to become a little of a a downward spiral but this would be a really positive thing to sort of keep you buoyed up and and excited to get back to training as and when the injuries disappear you know you recover fully yeah no for sure especially with everything that's going on in the current climate like you said people can't get out um, and about maybe in the clubs and stuff but yeah just doing a couple of minutes every day it will it will definitely help and the more you're able to sort of put yourself in that environment the smells the the feeling the sights all your senses including what could you hear um it will definitely help improve your performance i mean i'm sure you've had it when you've been on competition and knowing where your bike is like you said earlier do I have to go around the cone left side or right side it all fastens up your time it all fastens up your performance definitely makes the overall performance better let's let's just talk about swimming in particular because swimming this year perhaps it has had its um it's been in the press the media an awful lot in terms of mindfulness and stress worry obviously it's been an unusual year you know, you obviously swim on a fairly regular basis now. What is it about swimming? I mean, sport, I, I found that, you know, when I was studying and racing, you know, if I if I trained hard, um, you know, the, the, the studying would help sort of balance the two. And then, you know, if I was, you know, brain tired, going for a swim was, was really good. Um, you know, but, but at the moment, swimming really has, is, is very popular in terms of, you know, relaxing mindfulness what what is it about the water is it the water um it's a bit of everything really so um actual swimming does amazing things for your body itself it sort of um increases endorphins and dopamine and adrenaline which we all know are the sort of the happy chemicals that release in our body and 
as I said, I'm a firm believer of the body and the mind being connected. So by just swimming and getting active and that feeling in the water and the feeling of um, of um, complete buoyancy, so there's no impact, nothing, you're just being held in the water. is amazing for your mental health. Um, they've also said that uh, cold water immersion, so if you're in water less than 15 degrees, which I definitely felt it uh, <laughs> yesterday, it probably wasn't, but it did feel really cold. Um, but getting out and the sense of accomplishment as I've been in that cold water and the, the sort of the distance you swim, um, it, it, it increases all those those good chemicals in our body and our brain and our, our body says, I'm really happy now. And then it goes to our brain and we're like, oh yeah, I'm really happy now because I've just done that. And it's low impact, so it's great for cardiovascular endurance and, and sort of getting the heart fitter. And I think... It's such a communal aspect as well, swimming, because we can do it so accessibly and we can we can social distance in the in the in the lake, but also there is that community environment, especially with swim for try that I found. Um, that I think definitely they all come together and it just you just get that ah oh, feeling after, <laughs> don't you? I mean I do anyway. So it's um, it's, it's definitely something physical and yeah. psychological. There is you know, there's these chemicals going on. Um, things being produced that actually, you know, well-being, it, 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 is a, is a, it is a real thing. Yeah, massively. I mean, swimming is, is great for you. I can't recommend it enough because um, people that are overweight, it's low impact as opposed to running or sort of a fitness class. So there's no impact when you join um, and you can sort of, you can really build your cardiovascular system, like I just said. And um, it, it definitely... Uh, yeah, it improves the well-being just by getting out in the water, maybe just, just floating in the water. Um, yeah. Sort of poss- yeah. potentially linked to this, somebody asked me to, to ask, um, have there been any studies or any academic sort of interest? You know, is there something, you know, obviously we're land-based the moment we're born but obviously prior to that we're floating around in our is is there you know we're very familiar being in fluid for for nine months at that point do you know of any links is that why we can often enjoy the swimming so much or is that just not nothing to do at all oh um, (laughs) and now you're asking (laughs) um i'm not sure about um the the embryo side of things about sort of while you're while before you're born, um, but there are sort of we're, we're sort of taught how to swim from quite a young age, aren't we? And we're sort of taught the fun side of being in the water, and and many people recall the fun of being at a water park yeah. and the fun time they had. So I think we associate the water with enjoyment, and you know having a bath is quite a relaxing environment. Again, you're in the water. Um, so I think there's a definite link between, um, I don't know from a research point of view, I haven't really read up about it, but I definitely think there must be a link between the enjoyment of water from when you're younger a young age. Um, okay. and transferring it into into being active and saying, oh, you know, this is actually quite good for me, I should probably keep doing it and, and just keep pushing forward from there. Sorry, I can't really answer your question. That's so, all right. It was it was just something that came to mind, and and uh, yeah. you know it, it's it's of interest. Yeah, you know I, I love all aspects of swimming, and there, yeah. you know there, there, obviously we approach coaching 
swimming from a scientific point of view but swimming is yeah. a, is an odd one it's very biomechanically it's very hard to to measure you know even at an elite level yeah. um you know swim the hand pathways uh, under the body will you know it's not like a pedal revolution you know there'll be no. there'll be fluctuations and it's it's a very tricky one and and sometimes you know you you just think these things through and it and it comes up and you know swimming is is the tricky one out of out of all of them so uh, just 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 of interest just of interest you, tell us now you're um, you're moving in, into triathlon or you've done several now um, yeah, so the plan was to do a triathlon for a charity I've been um, connected with in South End. They're a, um, an amazing charity that um, are a hospice for young people that are sort of end of life care. Absolutely fantastic place um, in South End. And the aim was to do a charity triathlon this year. But obviously, with everything that's going on uh-huh. in our in our current climate, I wasn't able to. But uh, I'm definitely trying to train up now over the winter. So hopefully, when they when they start up again to be able to have a go. It's something I've always been interested in. Yeah, I've never never done one yet though, but I'm excited. Is that Haven House by any chance? Yeah, Haven Hospice, yeah. Haven Hospice, okay. Um, you know, fine to give them a plug, and I'll put links to, to them yeah. uh, underneath as well when people sort of get this. But good, good on you for supporting them. Um, I know they're involved. I think there's been a few sea swims in, in the South End and Essex coastline supporting them, and a, a lot of our swimmers are, are also sort of, you know, our lake is in Essex. Uh, and have supported that that charity and doing great work for many years. So, um, best of luck with you for that. We look forward to seeing you at the Thank lake you. again. Um, you're available for consultations, not just for psych evaluations, what also personal training. Yes. So I um, qualified as a personal trainer last year. So I'm doing personal training sessions online, one to one group sessions, um, and also doing my um, sport and exercise psychology um, sessions with team um I, I try to incorporate it within my um personal training so it's got the mind and the body are being connected um yeah i'm all just happy for a chat if I you've will... got a question i'll definitely look into the the swimming and um <laughs> when you're in the because that's really interesting i've never thought about that before who knows who knows uh, it, <laughs> is it, uh, what with a phd you sound very busy don't don't knock yourself out <laughs> with it too much it was just <laughs> yeah. a thought Hope it's been a pleasure chatting to you. I'll make sure um, the connections and websites are, are listed. Appreciate your time today. Um, good luck with future races, and thanks for a very interesting discussion on sport and the mind. That was great. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been brilliant.